Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business, where I talk with interesting people sharing life and business experiences to entertain, engage, build community, and provide information to help others succeed. If you're interested in learning more about one of our guests or how we are helping business owners generate wealth and build businesses they can sell or succeed at Exit Your Way, you can find more information on our website, ExitYourWay.com, or by contacting me directly, Damon at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I'm your host, Damon Pistolka, and I am excited for our guest today because we have Bryce Hansen from Fit Body Bootcamp. Bryce, welcome. Damon, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you today. I am as well, Bryce, because, man, your your background we were talking about before you got on, I, I want to go over that. And then, you know, we started talking about leadership structure and marketing, and then, and then you got into systems and EOS, and, oh, we got a lot to talk about. But, oh, yeah. Bryce, I always like to start back at the beginning. So let's see how you got to – tell us how you got to do what you're doing today. Tell us kind of the story that brought you here. Absolutely. Well, there's two parts to it. There's really the, I guess, unlocking in, of the passion of fitness. So I'll kind of start there and then, uh, of yeah. course, the business journey. Good. But um, I live in Southern California now. I have uh, since 2005, but originally I'm from the Midwest. I come a broken home, actually a blessing disguised as a tragedy. My father was a drug addict. He's an alcoholic, addicted to gambling, not necessarily a trifecta for a good family upbringing. So my family life you know, in, in my young years was very volatile, volatile. And my mom, bless her heart, she really stepped up and did the best she, she possibly could raising three kids. And I grew up the later part of my childhood in the state of Michigan, where she was from. And uh, seeing okay. my mom work, work really hard. Um, for first world standards, we come from humble beginnings. We used to run out of money before we run out of month. And as, for as much as I love the Midwest, great place, salt of the earth people, not the fitness capital of the world. And especially when you have um, you know financial constraints, uh, fast food, processed yeah. food was a staple of my diet, you know, for a long time. So I always like to share that because now I'm a fitness guy, but I certainly wasn't you know uh, like that from the very beginning. Um, but ultimately, a what, what happened is when I put myself through college, I ended up getting a job opportunity in Los Angeles, California. I was excited to move to mm -hmm. LA, the beaches, the sunshine, all that LA had to offer. But you know, being very candid with you, Damon, and your audience, uh, the first couple of years were dark. I had more dark days than good, and you know, I was three thousand miles from home. I lacked yeah. professional skills. Um, and really, when you break it down, I, I, I lack fitness. I didn't have the energy, the drive, the enthusiasm, but things changed and a fortuitous situation happened. One of my good buddies from college moved out West and we lived together. And this is really where the fitness transformation started. And after a few months of living together, who he was my first fitness mentor, I finally mustered up enough courage to say, Adam, will you show me a little about this fitness game? And he turned to me, he said, Bryce, I thought you never asked. And really what he did over the period of two years, but hyper-focused over six months, he introduced me to uh, lifting weights, circuit training, into nutrition, but most importantly, to coaching and accountability, uh, because that was really the game changer for me. And really, when I saw the Fit Body Bootcamp model as a business model a couple of years later, a light bulb went on because I knew that same training modality worked for me. In fact, you know, in the uh, first six months of training together, I dropped 20 pounds of body fat. I put 20 pounds of lean muscle on, uh, but way more than the physical look. You know, I gained energy, enthusiasm, confidence, drive. Yeah. In fact, from a sales perspective, a business perspective, 
perspective, I went from the least performing sales rep in the company all the way to the highest performing sales rep in the company. And for me, that was really the first introduction of fitness in my life. And it really, you know, drove a passion and really laid the foundation uh, for a couple of years later when I became uh, a franchise partner within the Fit Body Bootcamp brand. So when you when you say sales rep, that's this was not in the fitness industry. This was outside of the fitness industry. So your fitness helped you be better in a in a job outside of the fitness industry. That's exactly it. Yeah. My first career was in sales, and I guess I've you know been in sales for even through uh, my business ownership, as you would imagine. But no, previously to you know my my fit body journey, my business ownership journey, my first career was sales. And to your point, I mean this platform of fitness and why I'm so passionate about you today is because it changed everything. And, and if I could look you in the eye and say the one thing changed in that first year where I just had explosive growth in my sales career, it wasn't the sales strategy. It wasn't the persuasion. It wasn't the trainings. Yes, I did all that, but it was really the confidence that I acquired uh, throughout the fit, uh, becoming a, a fit person through my transformation. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Fit transformation. So tell me, Tell me a bit about that, what that looks like when, when someone's going to do that for you. Well, what it's not, it like? well, it wasn't easy. And that's why yeah. I love the, the, the model of coaching because, you know, Damon, you, you can, and your audience know this to be true. You can find workout, you know, programs and nutrition plans on the internet free of charge. Um, but it's one thing to know what to do, but it's another thing uh, to have someone hold you accountable. And for me, uh, actually the best piece of coaching advice, my friend, Adam, when I finally asked him, you know, hey, Adam, can you show me about this fitness game you play? He asked me for a 90-day commitment because he said, Bryce, you know how many guys at college asked me how to be fit and how many actually stuck with it? Virtually zero. So if we're going to do this, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. I yeah. need your 90-day commitment that you're going to do what I want you to do. You're going to train how I want you to train. You're going to come with me to the gym and you're going to eat what I want you to eat. And after the 90 days, if it's not for you, all good. But if it is, then obviously we're off to the races. And I'm so glad he provided that coaching expectation because as you would imagine, starting a fit, any fitness journey, anything new journey for life, the first yeah. week I could barely squat to go to the bathroom. Yeah. My, my legs were so sore, but I just kept on putting one foot in front of the other. One week turned into two, two to three. And before you know it, you know, 90 days had passed. And was I incredibly fit over those 90 days? No, but I saw a difference in the famous words of Tony Robbins, um, progress equals motivation. So I saw enough progress, Damon, where it gave me that motivation to continue. I think that's a big message, not only from a fitness perspective, but a business perspective. Anything you're starting new is going to be tough at first, and you have to have that accountability and coaching and really do it enough where you can gain some traction, momentum, and then the rest is, uh, you know, gets a lot easier. Yeah. You know, I had I was reading this morning, it was, it was mentioning watching a child learn how to walk and, and in, is relating it to the fact of doing anything. Don't expect to go out and do it right the first time. You're going to fall down. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some figuring out. But as you do it, it it really anything worth it is going to take some failures, some challenges to get there, uh, which is great. So what did you really learn about this as you're going through this? And then subsequently, you know, personally with your fitness journey, what have what have you learned by you know, dedicating yourself to a journey like this and doing what you're doing? Oh, good question, my friend. You've done this before. I think for me, one of the biggest lessons I gleaned is that life is hard and it's going to be hard no matter what. So you can choose to put hard at first. And when you do that, things become easy. But if you choose easy at first, things become hard. 
And for me, going through that journey, I mean, like I said, you know, we used to run out of money before we should run out of month. Taco Bell, fast food is a staple diet. I say this, you know, in quotes, I was allergic to lifting weights, you know, throughout my, you know, adolescent years. So I wasn't this, you know, factory installed athlete by any stretch of the imagination. And I was resistant to it at first, but I was interested in the outcome and the result. And I think by putting myself in a very, and yes, I had of like, this isn't for me. I wanted to quit, but just keep it, you know, as long as I kept on going, which I did, it really opened up this mental clarity, this energy, this confidence, enthusiasm. And what I learned is you got to choose hard at first, because if you don't, your life is going to become exponentially hard. Choose hard at first. I like that. I like that. Actually, I was reading something today. It was talking about something similar. It's, it's strange, but it was, uh, was putting yourself in those those uncomfortable situations on purpose to drive you forward faster faster um yeah because life is hard I and mean, that's that's one of the things i think that we often forget when when we are in times when life is good and it changes to not so good that's just normal that's going to happen and the better off we can pre- be prepared for both of those situations the better off we're going to be able to live and and challenge and and work through those things or go through those things but we got some people listening now we got rosalind on here thanks for thanks for being here today rosalind um jj what a great point the difference between average and elite he's right he's right or she is right yes. she's right yeah jj yeah there we go and rosalind dropping some more and None of us will make it out alive. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, that actually brings up my my belief in Stoic philosophy. And let's do you know, it. To that point you said it, you know, tongue in cheek, JJ, with that little wink, but it's true. And uh, if you haven't, Damon, are you familiar with Stoic philosophy by any chance? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So this is a bedrock for me. This is one of my uh, guiding principles in North Stars. And uh, there's a few different ways I break down, you know, Stoicism. But um, you know, first and foremost, it's about bringing your death close to you. And I know it sounds morbid, but JJ said this in in jest, but when you do that, then the big decisions, the really important things in life become super clear. And all the trivial things that as human nature, we all, you know, get spun up on just seem to disappear. So kind of having that mentality of like, Hey, it actually, that you're destined to be on that's that's at least been in my experience yeah yeah good stuff good stuff well as you're as you're working today now let's let's talk about your your journey at fit body boot camp you're the ceo of fit body boot camp now but you start how how did this start because you didn't you didn't just walk in and were the ceo tell us about your your experience there how it started what so first of all, you're in sales, and then what got you into to Fit Body Boot Camp to start with? Well, great question. Thank you for asking. Um, when I went through that journey that I just you know shared with you, um, mm-hmm. my sales career was cranking. So I always had this dream and ambition to you know be an entrepreneur and you know start a company and have a big impact. But at that period of time, like things were going really well. Actually, fitness provided the foundation, and my sales career was cranking. I was in the mid twenties, making well over six figures. Um, but I remember some guy walked up to me at the gym about two years in the fitness journey and he introduced himself and he wanted to learn a little bit more about me and you know how I ate and how I worked out. He said he'd been yeah. watching me for a while. 
And this light bulb clicked like, oh, wow, maybe I can give this you know, gift of fitness back to others. But even at that point, while I was in, uh, ambitious to become a certified personal trainer, so I enrolled through National Academy of Sports Medicine, which mm -hmm. is the gold standard, um, I actually didn't think that I would make this a full-time profession. I thought maybe I'd train some you know, clients in the nights and weekends. So yeah. once I went through my certification, I ended up updating my Facebook profile to personal trainer, and I started receiving ads from this gentleman named Bedros Koulian. And Bedros Koulian is a dear friend of mine, a business mentor, business partner now. He's the founder of Fit Body Bootcamp, and he's a very well-known fitness consultant in our space. And his you know, content and his courses were talking about how to launch a fitness business, how to grow a fitness business. So I followed along for a while, and then I just yeah. had this ambition, this calling you know what? I was meant for something more. I wanted to impact my community, um, create income while I make impact. And for me, that was, you know, kind of a match made mm -hmm. in heaven. So I did all the diligence I possibly could. I put in the application uh, to become a franchise partner to own uh, a Fit Body Bootcamp location and launch one. And um, in the summer of 2012, I did the scariest, but ultimately the most rewarding thing I possibly could do. And I invested my life savings in this little dream of business ownership underneath the umbrella of Fit Body Bootcamp. And that's really what got my journey started, uh, becoming an entrepreneur and a business owner. And I'm going to give you the highlight reel. There was a lot of lowlights, though. But from 2012 to 2018, I ended up scaling to five locations. I brought my family mm -hmm. on board, my mom, my wife, my sister, my brother. And really made it a family thing and you know had uh, a lot of success with, within the industry a lot of learning lessons and trials and tribulations specifically around leadership and marketing and just you yeah. know all the things that you struggle with as a new entrepreneur um, but ultimately i made a good impression on the founder and at the time the brand was just going in 2012 so i just it was kind of one of those places or, or situations the right place the right right time of course i developed strong relationships i put a lot of work in as well yeah and yeah. um our brand was really starting a hockey stick in 2018 in terms of growth. And um, our, our founder, uh, Bedros, reached out to me and he offered me the vice president position, um, which it gives me a hard time. I didn't reluctantly or decline it, but ultimately I was a hard charging entrepreneur. I had my sights on 10 locations and whatnot. But after a period of time, I took a step back and I, I thought to myself, you know what? I can probably have the most impact, you know, serving on the franchise or level. Mm -hmm. So I made the leap of faith, ended up becoming the vice president. And then despite the COVID and the craziness uh, that we've all had to deal with over the last few years, um, you know, fortunate to say in 2021, as Bedros's business empire has expanded in other facets, um, there was an opportunity, you know, and he needed someone to steer the ship and awarded me the CEO position. And I took that baby and I ran. So that's how this guy from the Midwest uh, run at, ran out of money before he ran out of money. Taco Bell is a staple of his diet, allergic to lifting weights, somehow became a personal trainer, gym owner, and then now the, the CEO of International Fitness Franchise, which is still wild to me to this day. But my message on that point is, my friends, if you're listening to this or you're watching this, you are way more capable than you think. <laughs> there we go. That was awesome. That was awesome. It was one of the reasons why I was excited to have you on because uh, – listening to your enthusiasm and your message is, is pretty inspiring. So Thank thanks you. for sharing that. So, so along the way, you know, you, you went from entrepreneur then into the fit body boot camp franchise as at the corporate and doing those things. What are some of the things that you really enjoyed about being able to do that? 
Well, it's so interesting because, you know, for my first six or seven years within the FitBody, you know, uh, system, I was boots on the ground. I was training clients. Mm -hmm. I was connecting, you know, with our membership and, you know, coaching fitness and fat loss and human movement and really having a strong amount of personal connection, which I still do. And it's what I absolutely love. But my role has changed. Now I'm leading a business team and, you know, we're supporting our franchise partners, but I'm more of a corporate setting. So the day-to-day has definitely shifted, but I think the passion for helping people, I'm a people guy. So I love connecting with my team. I love leading uh, myself and team. I love seeing people win. Um, That all has remained the same, but I've also had to take a crash course, you know, because I was playing at a smaller level. Now I'm playing at a very big international Mm -hmm. level, especially as the franchising system is regulated by the federal trade commission and you know it has yeah. to get audited every year so there's just a, been a huge learning curve um on higher level business concepts like you know information and systems and management and scaling um so it's been a definitely very rewarding journey but also a very challenging you know journey as well but i think that for me what keeps me grounded and keeps me just fired up is just the impact and you know i'm able to you know go out and speak at workshops and connect with our franchise partners connect with my team and just to just to feel people's energy and to see the lives that we can change change in this industry is just phenomenal. And, and for me, you know, uh, it lights my fire. Ah, Very cool. Very cool. So you, I'm trying to write some notes here because you got a lot of good stuff. And I know before we talked, we, we had a couple of points that I wanted to cover uh, specifically because of this, but now you're at this corporate level what are some of the things that you didn't realize that now you've begun to understand or understand clearly now are keys to scaling? For me, the biggest thing, and this is, I think the essence of leadership is you need to surround yourself with very smart people that have zones of genius in their, in their area, in their expertise that are even better than, than yours or my, for me, in my case. Um, so I look at my director of operations, Brittany, who's just, you know, detail oriented and she understands operations. She understands business systems. My brother Barrett, which is an awesome thing. I get to work with him. He's our executive director of coaching and profitability. So he's the fitness guy. He, he was a two sport athlete, you know, growing up. He knows the human movement, the kinetic chain. So really, you know, learning and gleaning from him. Our director of marketing, Joel Kokos, who's out in Canada, understands direct response and marketing and crafting messages and writing copies. So for me, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is I don't need to know everything. Um, what I need to know is to where to find the resources, find the people, set the vision, communicate with passion, um, with clarity. And if you can provide that strong vision and assemble people you know, more talented and brighter than you at certain areas of the business, you know, it can be like rocket fuel. So that's probably the biggest lesson I've gleaned. Um, in my, you know, couple years now in terms of, uh, steering the ship here at, at headquarters at corporate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and we, you know, the title of today was systemizing business growth. So we talked a bit about this beforehand. What are some of the things that you've seen and, and helped your team to coagulate around to really help to systemize your business so that you are systemizing business growth? Definitely. And we were talking about this offline, Damon. Um, inherently, I wouldn't say I'm an over, overly systematic guy, but I see the value uh, exponentially. And especially if you're going to scale an organization, especially at a franchise or level, 
Uh, mm -hmm. It just needs to be in the fabric of your organization. And a tool that we've used um, is what's called an operating system called EOS or Entrepreneur Operating System. And it was created by a gentleman named Gina Wickman. And we were talking offline. You cited yep. the book Traction on your deck, uh, desk. I'm rereading it for, I think, the fifth or sixth time. Uh, but that business system, you know, and there's six different components of the system from the vision to the mm -hmm. data uh, people, issues, process, and traction components of the of the business; those six aspects, uh, you know, of the the operating system are so so critical. And that's just the foundation uh, yeah. level of, of our operating system. And there's more to that. But for us, that's been a great way to implement a system that works. And f for me, the value of franchise system is there's no need to reinvent the wheel. It's about modeling yeah. success and, and and executing that success. And that's really what EOS has done. For from an operating system here at Fitbody. I would I would think, you know, and as you said that when we were offline earlier, I really began to think about how that gives your franchisees at their locations a better way to run their business right from the beginning because you're using a, a operating system to run the corporate level that feeds down into an operating system for them to run their locations. So did how long have you guys been using this this uh, operating system and and uh, first of all i'll start with that question great question and the short answer is since 2019 but the long answer is i read the book traction i want to say in 2016 or 17 and it was okay. this lightning this god shot that came to me reading the yeah. book and I knew that I had strong visionary uh, qualities. I wasn't a strong integrator, at least I thought at the time. But when Gino kind of described the different function of the business, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is what I'm missing. But at the time, yeah. I wasn't on the corporate side. So I saw the value. But, you know, very candidly, Damon, I put the book back on the shelf. But in 2019, yeah. um, when I realized that I had a bigger ship to help support, I dug mm -hmm. that book back up, reread it again, and it was inspired. And there was an opportunity actually to hire an EOS consultant, an implementer, if you will. And yeah. uh, we, I ended up, um, you know, uh, uh, researching and interviewing a few implementers. And a gentleman named Brian Underhill, who's a dear friend now, um, came in in 2019, gave the overview. So not only have we implemented EOS, but we've actually brought him along to help, you know, guide and implement for us. And to your point. This wasn't factory installed in our business at the foundation. So it's been this learning curve, if you will, yes. taking a step ladder approach. We first integrated it from a leadership team perspective. Then once we had a mm -hmm. couple quarters under our belt, then we started pushing it down for the whole team at headquarters. And then we started pushing it down, you know, to you know our owners and to their coaches. So it's been this the step ladder integrative approach. But now I want to say four years later at the time of this uh, is taping, we actually still have a long way to go, but I would yeah. say Across the board, the organization is rowing in the same lane. We're aligned, and it's you know uh, because a, a huge part of this is because of our adoption of this system. Yeah. So, what are some of the things that you look at before and after that you can attribute to using an operating system in your business? Ooh, I would say structure, but more importantly, the prioritization. Prioritization if I can say that correctly, mm -hmm. and, you know, being a visionary, I have a lot of creative ideas and a lot of the ideas kind of come and flow. And that's great, mm -hmm. you know, for you as the leader and entrepreneur, but your team, especially as your team grows, your team's going to have a yeah. hard time basically keeping along for the ride if there's not a systematized approach to this. So yeah. uh, what EOS does that's worked really well for us 
is it keeps the main thing the main thing. And the, the famous adage, how do you need an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. And the analogy of EOS is how do you execute a whole year of planning and strategic growth a quarter at a time? So every 90 days, mm -hmm. we reconvene with our EOS implementer and we get crystal clear. What are the three to five priorities from a leadership perspective, first and foremost, but then all the way through each department? And then let's get super focused on what those priorities or rocks, as EOS calls them. And we get hyper focused on this. And there might be other ideas that come about in those 90 days, but they're shelved for the next quarterly system. So that way, the whole team and your whole organization knows we are completely focused on these priorities of the next 90 days. Once we execute these priorities, then we're going to come up for air. OK, and then we're going to you know, glean all the other ideas that we came uh, that we discussed. And then we're get hyper focused in the next 90 days. And really what that leads to is not only it leads to innovation, but it leads to really strong execution and it really execution in a way that your team feels really good about. And they don't feel that they're always running in circles, which has probably been the mm -hmm. biggest benefit of the US. Yeah, it does. It really does. As you said, the, the 90 day rocks are, are tasks or big things that you want to get done in 90 days and only limiting it to a few is critical in the, in the overall, because as you can say, as you said, many times you being a visionary or even people in running an apartment or running a location themselves, they could get a lot of other input that, Oh, well, should I do this? Should I do that? And you're going, Nope, this is the quarter. This is the thing we're doing. You know, this is what we're focusing on this quarter. I've got these three things. When those are done, we can think about something else. But until they are, we have to focus on those and put that on the on the list. That yeah, so it, it and really. Been... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, forgive me. I was going to say just humbling myself. I was so guilty so many times. Oh, yeah. Of just having the flavor of the day or the flavor of the week or the flavor of the month. Yeah. And it just led, it led to confusion for my team, which is just, you know, not uh, not a good thing. Yeah. 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 We're just going through a 90 day process right now again with a, with a client. So uh, it's, it's always fun. It's always fun, you know, where, um, cause you're getting things done. And, and one, one of the things that I really like about the, the fact of a quarterly goals or, or however you choose to do it, the time length, it's, it's really, I think the focus that, that a system like EOS gives your team, gives you as a visionary really helps everyone execute and people always like when they can you know paint a wall and the wall is painted and walk away knowing it's done rather than paint the wall get halfway done and go start building another wall someplace else you know you really you have to be able to finish something and people like to see the to see the accomplishment and what they're doing and and do that so do you think that using this operating system you've been able to accelerate the changes in your business because of the focus? Not only accelerate, um, and are you still with me? I think my internet lagged a little bit, but yeah, it lagged I, a little bit, but me? we're back. We're back. Yeah, we're here. We're here. Yeah. Not only has it accelerated, but I think it's actually, I think probably for the first two quarters, I would even say it slowed us down um, just to really so one of those you know analogies where we took a step back to take two yep. steps forward but because how high paced and how fast paced we were in that analogy of the painting the wall i mean that is that was literally my organization for the longest of time humbling myself 
but taking a step back and actually figuring out, okay, what walls do we want to paint? And then getting yeah. crystal clear. So it actually took us, uh, uh, slowed us down for a little bit of time. But now looking at the rear view mirror, th uh, four years you know, delayed, it's actually completely accelerated our growth. And also too, the execution that we're putting out there, the deliverables and the new initiatives for you know our franchise partners and our coaches are just so much more put together. They're so much more streamlined that they can take the systems that we create at a franchise or uh, perspective and then implement them with ease. So it's done oh, yeah. a variety of things for us. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. This is cool. This is cool. So what have you learned from doing this that you, you, you had no idea what happened? I think the clarity first and foremost, it is, it, uh, it there's another book called actually taking a step back. Um, the E-Myth by uh, Michael Gerber, I yep. want to say, yep. and yep. Um, you know, he talks about um, you know, the, the, the ability to work in your business versus on your business. And mm -hmm. what EOS has really done is in a 90 day cycle, it forces you. And when I say you, meaning myself, the leadership team and all of our apartments actually take a TV timeout and just take a full day of planning. And we look at the business as if we're not in the business anymore. We're looking at it from a 30,000 foot view. And he asked, he literally asked us to take a step back, remove all the people from the organization. You're going to look at your accountability chart, challenge your accountability chart, and then put back the people, you know, in the right seats. And it, it continuously challenges, challenges you to take a look um, and view your business for what it is. And I think mm -hmm. that's so valuable. And, you know, business consultant like you, Damon, who has a, a lot of experience, you know, coaching and, and, and working with other businesses, it's probably very easy for you to look at a business and say, okay, this is where your break is. This is where your break is because you're outside of it, right? You're not emotionally tied to it. Mm -hmm. but when you're emotionally tied in the business, it's really hard to do that. Uh, so that's been another really, really big benefit of working on your business in the words of Michael Gerber instead of in your business. And I'm under the firm belief you need to do both, but you need to be able to create yeah. a structure where you have the opportunity to to really see that from a, a, a full, holistic viewpoint. Yes. Yes. Are you still able to train people once in a while? Jim? Are you cut out for a second there? I didn't hear it. There you go. I got you back. I said, you, you mean training people, training people in the gym? Yeah. I, training people in the gym. Yes. Is that? Yes, I do. It's not often, but I, I'm a product of my product. So I work out at uh, my location once a week on Tuesday mornings. That's actually where I got my workout today. But more importantly, you know, every now and again, maybe one or two times a year, I'll dust off the training boots. I usually have a media guy come in and you know do some video of me, but uh, I love connecting and that's, that's who I am. That's really the DNA yeah. that I have with the industry. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool to keep a little bit of practicing to, to uh... Oh yeah experience what your franchisees are doing so what are you what are what are you excited about in the fitness industry right now well what i'm concerned about and i'll get on my soapbox for a little bit let's go concerned yeah then we can then we can go and then and i'll show you what i'm excited about um you know covid really showed us um that uh, uh a big hole in terms of our society's health in terms of you know yeah. the obesity epidemic and you know nearly 50 percent of our population here in the states are statistically obese and you know that has major complications from a physicality perspective from a healthcare perspective from a cost perspective 
also from a mental health perspective, we're, you know, seeing a lot yeah. of mental anxiety and, you know, uh, mental health issues, which really Damon can be avoided through proper nutrition, proper exercise regimen. And uh, so for me, that's a very scary thing. In fact, you know, we're spending billions of dollars a year on un unnecessary health, uh, healthcare and health costs because of this. Um, so my big message is, you know, my passionate plea is, you know, people need to start taking care, care of themselves better. It's the foundation for your life. So yeah. that's what I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about. But that's the awesome. good news is there's a solution and the solution is coaching. The solution is, you know, uh, su uh, support accountability. And that's why I'm so passionate about my mission, you know, within my organization. The biggest thing I'm really excited about is nutrition coaching. And um, most clients, because they're overweight, they come in, they want to lose body fat. They want to lose, you know, uh, pounds and inches. And um, while you, movement's a really good thing, if you really, really want to change and shape your body composition, you have to do it with clean nutrition, you know, proper carbohydrates, fats, and, and, and protein. And we've uh, done a lot of focus and effort, you know, developing a proprietary app um, and also to being able to, you know, provide a better nutrition coaching. So that's what I'm most excited. And, and also, two people are waking up, I believe. Uh, so I, I showed you the pain point, but ultimately, I also wanted to kind of show you my level of excitement for, you know, what's to come. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you hit it on the head that, and, you know, there were a lot of people that during COVID, yes, we, we kind of were stuck in our own, own space and some people chose to, to, it, it didn't go well. <laughs> Other people, it, it, it went okay. And, and, you know, and for a lot of different reasons, didn't go well or went okay. But, um, you know, that I think this is, you said it, I think this is a real opportunity for people to step back now and look at what, what is something that I should be doing for my health? What is something that I should be doing for my, not my physical health, but my mental health? And then one of the things that I really think that COVID taught us is that, you know, you look at business and you look at um, life and everything. And, and we, we really are focusing, I think, more holistically on people rather than, you know, professional or personal or family or things like that. And we've really gotten, uh, hopefully, we're taking a step to where we think holistically about, you mentioned mental illness, and you, you meant about obesity. And it, all these things are controlled a large part by activity, what we eat, and, and a lot of other things in our life. <laughs> if we, if we try to keep you know, if we keep seeing Ozempic clinics, you know, popping up, it doesn't do a heck of a lot of good if you if the food that you are eating is junk and you never get any exercise. And, and you know, because your health, you can be skinny and not healthy. You could. Amen. Just, there's Amen. a lot of things that there. And, 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 you know, it's been proven, I don't know how many times over and over again, that even moderate exercise, you know, if you're 80 years old, you're out and taking a nice leisurely stroll. That might be your level of exercise that you need, but moderate exercise helps you mentally so much that it's, it's just, uh, and you're just preaching to the choir here, dude. Cause yeah, I went from, I went from being about 270 before COVID started and I'm about 208. And, oh, good for and you. If, if, if I wasn't, and I'm, and I'm 208, a lot stronger than I was. And so, how do you feel? How do you think? I'm sure it's just oh, a game yeah. changer. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't even begin to think. You can't even oh, begin yeah. to compare it. You can't even begin oh, to yeah. compare it. You can't even begin to compare it. And and the the nutritional part behind it is really, I mean, I was a guy that 
I got kids, right? Wife, kids, and we're doing things. And if the kids didn't eat what they were going to eat, I was like, cool, man, I got another part of a burger to eat, you know, or whatever. And, and that kind of thing. And, you know, to me, too much of the wrong food, too much of the wrong food. I grew up in the Midwest in South Dakota on a farm. You know, I ate, I grew up eating too much, but you talk about nutritional coaching. I mean, just the type of calories that you consume, you know, someone like me, if we had 14 bags of cookies in the house, that's not a good thing. So don't Recommends. buy them at the grocery store, buy, buy apples and grapes and strawberries and whatever else, something that's cleaner, the better, and, you know, less processed. And, Oh, yeah. uh, this kind of stuff, the mental clarity that you'll get from taking those things out and then adding, I believe, and I have no backing on this other than myself, is exercise, you know, and I'm not young, but if I get, I, I, I ride a recumbent bike about 10 miles a day, I walk two or three miles a day, and then I, I do weight training um, for 30 or 40 minutes every day. And the amount of energy I have, the amount of clarity you have is, is incredible comparatively two years ago. And I'm, Good I just, for you. That's, when, that's awesome. when people don't do this and I'm saying this because I see people, I see people that are in their twenties now that, you know, it catches up to you. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So I think you got to be excited when you're starting to talk to people about nutritional coaching. I think that you're at a good, good point in time because we got people that are coming, you know, we're COVID's behind us for the large part now. So hopefully some people are starting to go, Hey, maybe this is time for us to really think about how I want to live a better life. Mm -hmm. And it starts with me. And I think, totally. you know, cause you, your background and talking about, uh, training and nutrition that's an investment in ourselves an investment in our life and being happy and i think that's one of the things that uh, excites me about being able to talk to you today and seeing your your enthusiasm in this because you're helping people and that's the coolest thing about it i think well i appreciate that and just you know hearing your story just lights me up because you know the just the clarity you have the confidence the energy it's just it's a game changer and i mean to that point you know while i started with the bad news i i really hope and i'm really feeling this is a wake-up call for people that the government's not going to save you that your neighbor's not nope. going to save you you have nope. to make the decision for yourself and it's not going to be easy okay nope. You're, it, you know you got to put one foot in front of the other but when you do okay your life gets better when you choose hard first your life gets exponentially easier and you know that's a message for me today. That is a message that I want, you know, your audience to hear and um, that will serve you know, our society very well. Man, Bryce, thank you for stopping by today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I mean, the things that you're doing at Fit Body Boot Camp, uh, awesome stuff. I wish you nothing but the best. And I, man, you're inspirational. So if uh, people want to learn more about Fit Body Boot Camp, learn more about you, where they're going to find, find that information. I pre appreciate that. Um, I have a podcast that I teach about, you know, business and uh, nutrition and fitness and all that called the fitness CEO podcast. So I highly encourage your audience to, to find me the there. Uh, my social podcast. media handles. 
Yeah. My social media handles are real Bryce Henson, not to be confused with fake Bryce Henson. And uh, our website is fitbodybootcamp.com. So you can find me at the podcast. You can find me on social. You can find me on our website. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Bryce, I appreciate you stopping by today. We were talking about systemizing business growth. We got to talk about your story. We got to talk about your experience at Fit Body Bootcamp and your just crazy enthusiasm for helping people and helping, helping people be successful. Thank you so much. Well, Damon, the pleasure was mine. I really appreciate the chat and uh, wish you uh, all the best of luck. All right. Well, hang out for a moment, Bryce. Everyone that was listening, JJ, Casey, we had Rosalind in the beginning. Thanks so much there for dropping the comments in. And all of you that were listening and didn't comment, really appreciate your your views, your thoughts, and just the positivity that you're adding to our day. We'll be back again later. Thanks so much.